Welcome back to another episode of the FTK Podcast. That's people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. I'm your host, Kevin Cruz, with my co-host, Natalie Aviles. Hey, guys. And today we have a very special guest. Nat, could you introduce our guest? Yeah, for sure. So she's one of my closest friends, and I'm so excited to have her on today's show. And also, guys, for the first time ever in FTK podcast history, um, I'm actually recording live next to her, and her name is Diana. Say hi, Diana. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. This is so cool. It's so weird having like someone next to me and recording, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Must feel nice. I'm still on Zoom, guys, so. Yeah. Fortunately, I can't be in the same room with our special guest, Diana, and our lovely co-host, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, well, God willingly, uh, you know, post-Sabbath. Soon, have you. soon. <laughs> yes, in Jesus' name. But um, so today's episode, guys, is going to be about Diana just sharing a bit about what God has done in her life. Um, as I've gotten to know Diana over the past year, I've gotten to hear just really awesome testimonies that the Lord has done in her life and in her walk. And we, Kevin and I met Diana at our church. And I remember when I first came across um, Diana, I was like, sorry, y'all, I'm getting text messages. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this girl is so cool. She's in the worship ministry. Like this girl can sing like crazy. Sorry, y'all have all these things. Um, <laughs> but I was like, she can sing like crazy. She's so gifted, so anointed. And I just wanted to be her friend so freaking bad. And God made a way. And now we are friends. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to hear about Diana and about what God has done in her life. And we're just going to go ahead and start off by asking Diana to share a bit about her coming to Christ testimony. <laughs> Sorry, this is so, this is so weird because I'm like sitting next to her, but uh, like feeling weird. I'm like, don't take compliments very well. I'm just like sitting here. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Of course, of course. But yeah, I've told Diana these things multiple times. She's super talented, super anointed and everything that God has done in her life. Like she needs to be able to share this stuff. So yeah, Diana, rock and roll, share. How did you come to know Jesus? Um, well, it's, I think it's a little bit more complicated in my case. Um, my, both of my parents, uh, well, they're separated now, but I was kind of raised in a household, in a split household, um, where my dad didn't follow Christ. Um, he had, a, he was pretty much an alcoholic. And then there was my mom who was trying so hard, mm -hmm. trying to go to church. Um, and what she would not allow us to stay with my dad when it comes to services, um, so I had a, you know, a mix of both like the party life and then the whole church life being raised in church. Um, but honestly, if, if I'm being honest, my mom did stop going to church and she just gave up on her faith when I was around 14. And that was probably the most fundamental year of, of my life because I was really depressed. Um, I was unmotivated. I didn't I didn't have someone to admit these feelings of I'm alone I'm feeling this way I was very suicidal um I had an eating disorder that was developing and um I like truly convinced myself that I was okay for so long and it wasn't mm. until um I was invited to Bridges by someone Oh, well, I can't name actually anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, it happens. <laughs> yeah. um, I was invited with this. I was really doubting everything. And I actually didn't want to go to Bridges. The only reason I was convinced to go was because my mom forced me. And it was more of a, Sarah can't go, who's my older sister. Sarah can't go. So um, you need to go if she wants to go. So I was forced to go. I really didn't want to go to church because I was so sick of it. So when my mom stepped down from church, I was kind of happy because I was like, I'm so sick of church. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just a waste of time to me. I feel that. And <laughs> I mean, not now, but. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm being honest, I was actually really happy. And I was like, I get to do whatever I want without feeling any guilt. Um, and unfortunately because my mindset was like that I mean and my sister I guess she was trying to find her way back um even though my parents weren't um and 
I remember the first moment that I stepped into Bridges, I was like doubting everything and questioning everything. And um, that was opening day at the building of Bridges. So I was almost just astonished of how friendly everyone was, how welcoming, how they embraced me. And honestly, I'm not, I wasn't raised in a, a let me hug you type of environment. So everything was so weird to me when mm. I came to Bridges. Um, and I immediately grew close to Wally. Well, I mean, she, she would say that, I mean, I, the person that I am now is not the person that I was nine years ago. Amen. We praise the Lord. She says, <laughs> and she says that she's like, Diana is not the person that she used to be. So, um, yeah. And it actually took maybe a year or two for me to actually open up to people and open up to Wally. And I met BJ through that. And, um, and I just, in all honesty, like, I would only go because of Sarah. And it took me a while to actually really be stable and stay steadfast and actually open up these wounds that I had hidden for so long to start healing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and ever since then, it's been a process. I'm still not perfect. Um, I, I do say that now I'm at a place where I know that I know I can't live without him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still learning, and I still feel like I have so much to give and to submit in ways. And, I mean, we're just all growing, and it's a process. And even though it's been nine years, it's still going to be a process. It's not easy. Um, but I, I do hope that everything that I do um, will please him and glorify him amen. in a way. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. Amen, Diana. And it's so awesome to, uh, you know, hear hear what God has done through you uh, and, and your family. And, you know, it's awesome. You know, some, some, some of you, uh, the listeners are going to know a little bit about Diana because, you know, they go to our church. But uh, Diana has done tremendous things. You know, she recently... Uh, got her master's degree from uh, GMU in uh, education curriculum and instruction. Uh, She's a published author. I don't know if she'd want to talk about that. She's also not a published author. I just shared. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to call you out on that one, Kevin. (laughs) No, we're just kidding. It's what happened was that one of her professors published, right? A book. Yeah, so my professor from my undergrad, um, I shared a testimony in in college that I was a Christian and that I had these issues with my dad and leadership. Really, we're talking about power dynamics in in the house, in the Mm -hmm. household. And because I'm from El Salvador and my dad truly believes that, you know, the woman is there to serve and to submit and uh, not to get an education, like we had... Uh, that conflict between us, um, between me and my sisters and him uh, for a very long time. Um, So he really thought me going off to college, um, my older sister going off to college was stupid. Um, Hmm. And I mean, we didn't even get to go to like Ivy League schools or we went to community college and we transferred over to a university. I mean, we try to do it in the most cost effective way. Um, But he saw it all as time wasted that you could be working. Hmm. I mean, and we it was like honestly a compromise where I would continue to further my education if I kept working and I could pay for my, some of my stuff by myself. So it honestly was more of a compromise. And I think he's reached a point and I truly do believe that this is all of God and Jesus that uh, where he can't believe, and I still can't believe that I went this far and I was able to complete it and I have a job in line and he knows when I'm going to get paid and he's very happy. And he's like, I can't believe like, he calls me his little monkey. He's like, I can't believe this little monkey got a job (laughs) and he, she can sustain herself. And I'm like, but I'm like, this is what I wanted. And then like a lot of people would say, well, well, like you have a boyfriend, you can easily get married and you can, you know, just, have him be in charge of your life and just be supported by him. And in my own words, where I saw how that would conflict in my own life, where I was like, yeah, I have that option and I completely trust him. Um, But 
I feel like I, I have something to give in my life. Yes. And the field of education was that where I learned that, man, I got something to give to these kids. Amen, you do. And, and I, I want to use my life for something other than just staying at home and, you know, and which I'm not trying to put anyone down, but it's just, I did want a career of myself. Um, yeah. And I think my dad is now fully on board of me getting an education and looking how far his daughters have gone. And he says like, he didn't get his education and he's like, well, like you guys are this age and you guys made it this far. Yeah. So he's like, maybe there's value to that. <laughs> For sure. And that's what Diana wrote a piece on. And that was the piece that was published in the book. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess in a way Kevin was right. She Loki is a published author. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Calling me out. But no, I'm so happy that It's not my book. I, she just, I, I typed my part of my story of what happened in my life with my dad. Um, and she wanted me to share it with, I guess, her students who yeah, are going to yeah. be, because she's a leadership theorist. theorist. Um, uh, and the book was called, you know, We Are the Leaders That We've Been Waiting For. Mm. And she wanted my story to be part of yeah. that. Needless to say, though, guys, Diana is very gifted. She has tons yep. of accolades so we could add to her resume. And um, She's a worship singer. Yeah. Amazing voice. Amazing daughter, amazing sister, amazing friend. And actually, um, I just kind of want to go back a little bit to when she was sharing her testimony um, of coming to know the Lord and um, kind of like rededicating her life almost to Jesus. Um, I remember when I first, again, like I mentioned earlier, when I first came across Diana, um, it was before actually I went to our church, right? My cousin, Josh, he had already been going to our church and he was like, Natalie, because he knew like how much I loved music and which I appreciated it. I can't sing though, y'all. I can't sing to save my life, but I really appreciate music. And he was like, Natalie, you have to come. Like this girl can sing, like she can sing. And I remember I actually, it was for his baptism. I went inside our church, our church now, and I heard this tiny girl, because <laughs> she's shorter than I am, up there just singing. I was like, Lord. I actually probably didn't say Lord. I was probably said something secular, but I was just like, oh my God, like this girl can sing. This is crazy. And just that whole time, I've been going to our church for almost three years. Diana and I have been solid friends for about a, a little bit over a year now, I'd say, like really close friends. But so basically two years of my time at our church, like a year and a half, we weren't really friends. And I would just watch her from afar. And I was like, man, this girl's so cool. She can sing. Like I could see she'd bring her laptop into church and like be working on like her studies and stuff. And we'd always be praying for her and her process through school. And oh, she's like, man, this girl's so cool. Like I wish I could be friends with her. And um, I followed her on Instagram. And again, I was like a baby believer and like her bio on Instagram, it's still the same. And it really, I was like, whoa, it spoke to me. And it says, I am a Christian, but that doesn't mean I am claiming to be perfect. My flaws are far too visible, but God believes I am worth it. And it is so awesome. freaking good. Yes. I so remember good. seeing that too. Yeah. And that's, so that's def that definitely stood out to me when I saw yeah, her bio, so when good. I had Instagram. Yeah, I think for the fifth time I'm saying it's so good. <laughs> it's so freaking good. It's so true. I love it. And um, yeah, but as Diana shared um, in that piece that her professor published, she was talking about the dynamics of her relationship with her dad. And um, throughout this year that I've gotten to know Diana, I've had the honor and the blessing to get to know her family as well and become really good friends with her sisters and get to spend time with her dad and her mom and some other family members of hers. And it's been so awesome. And I can testify that I know her dad is proud of her. Um, and that's like really cool to be able to be able to hang out with her family and get to know them. And like I said, because I have been friends with Diana, I've gotten to know bits and pieces of her life. And I know that her relationship with her dad today is not what it's always been. Um, so Diana, do you mind sharing with our listeners a bit about your relationship with your father and how God has redeemed it and transformed it and how he's continuing to work on your relationship with your dad? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so with my dad, um, I have a huge soft spot with my dad. Um, and it's not, it wasn't like this before. Like I hated the man before I came to Christ. Mm. I was scared of him. Um, 
I did not want anything to do with him. Um, and honestly, and like I called him, I used to call him a monster uh, mm -hmm. because he just wasn't the person that I knew whenever he started drinking. I think his, his biggest issue is, and still is to this day, is, is his drinking. And um, I mean, but he's, I mean, he's had this issue since I was a, a girl. Like, a, and, and, and it just happened to get worse around like the whole stock, stock market crash in 2008. Mm -hmm. It got worse during that period. Uh, we were losing our homes and, he lost his job, the company that he had been working her for for years that made us stable for a couple of years. And um, everything just collapsed. This whole world was collapsing. And, um, and I understand why he dwelled in alcohol. Um, and it must have been environment because, I mean, my, my cousins, which is his brother, my cousin's father, like they would just be together all the time. I had uncles who would just drink with him. And it was just a bad environment. And unfortunately, my mom, she couldn't do much because she would work night shifts. So I didn't really see my mom a lot. Um, she'd come at 11 in the night. And so like, and I didn't see her during the day because I'd be at school. So it would have really up to, it would be up to my dad to take care of us. But he was so absent because he was working or because, he, I mean, his drinking issue, would just he just wasn't there and he wasn't present. Um, or I say maybe, I think things got worse when I, when I got into sixth grade all the way to like maybe my junior year, senior year of school, I have high school. So it just got really bad for a time where I just, I couldn't even see the man or when I knew he was coming home around eight, like I would hide in my room. Mm. Um, and of course, I mean, unfortunately things did get abusive during that time. Um, and my hate for him just like grew. And I mean, you, I mean, you talked to my older sister and I think she got the worst of it. Mm -hmm. um, um, and unfortunately, well, I, I, I just couldn't trust him. I couldn't, I was scared of the man and I just didn't know what to do. But during this time where I didn't want to do anything to do with God and then my mom stopped going to church. And I mean, I felt like, everything that had to do with God just left our house. And so mm. the one thing that kept me during this period sane was writing letters to God. And so this is the period of my life in sixth grade where I would just start writing um, letters to him. And this, this was a very contradicting period because I hated God and then I'd, sometimes I'd even question if he was like even true mm. but then there I was writing a letter because I knew that I needed something higher than me yeah I needed something to believe in during this period I was completely alone mm -hmm. I had no one to defend me and um I just needed something and um I would write start writing these letters and I would ask God for help to restore my family to restore my dad and and like, not only that, like the issues between my mom and my dad just got even worse. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then when I started going to Bridges, he questioned the whole thing. Like he did not like it. He did not like Wally. He did not like Jimmy. He hated BJ. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing when, cause my, we went to a Pentecostal church, my, the way things were done at Bridges, my mom questioned the whole, um, thing so she she wasn't she didn't trust them either so it was a huge I mean we, we were very very sheltered and I think that's important to say like I wasn't allowed to watch certain things on tv I wasn't allowed to hang out with friends um I wasn't even allowed to like sleep over um, it, I mean these were things that just limited me in so many ways and I didn't really have friendships um and so it was just me and my sisters fending for each other. And it was, and then me taking care of Daisy because she was so small. Yeah. And Daisy's her younger sister, by the way. Um, thank you for clarifying yeah. that. But, <laughs> um, and, and, you know, through it all, it was just me writing these letters to God that I yeah. still have to this day. That's crazy. Um, and then when, when I actually finally allowed Wally to get close to me, cause it took 
I mean, I was so insecure. I was so timid. I did not, like, I, I mean, my older sister would boast about how I could sing or how I could play piano and stuff like that. And I would never allow them to hear me. And Wally would ask me to sing and I couldn't even sing to her. I would like turn my back and I'm like, I, I can't sing for you. And that was years. So, <laughs> um, like, and, and it, it just, you can tell uh, what kind of mindset I was. I was just, I and plus like I started failing school. So it's just like, all these factors and I still can't believe like I've gotten this far that I'm like I, I give all the glory that I know it's God and it's yeah, because yeah. of his grace and because of his favor um but with my dad like I'd say things started getting better even though I was walking with Christ I think by around the time that I started dating Jabiel um and for those who don't know, like we've been dating for seven years. Um, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but honestly, I think things started getting better when I started being a lot more honest um, about things with him, even though I didn't know if he, if I could trust him. Um, so even the way that was brought up. So I remember I was, the reason why I met Javiel was because he was tutoring me. And, um, you know, in the midst of all that, I think, yeah, I <laughs> fell for the boy. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> typical, typical, typical. <laughs> and um, I just really liked who he was, how he was so professional, how he was very charming to my parents. And, you know, he, like, he was you know, his pants weren't sagging. That was one of the biggest things. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> Guys, take notes. You want to impress a girl, make sure your pants are not sagging. <laughs> um, and um, he, he was just so genuine. And I remember that when I started opening up to JBL, I was like, um, I started explaining my situation about my dad. And I'm like, listen, like the only way that I would want to start dating you if, is if, you came to my dad and you asked him um and i think that was that's how you do it that and i think that was a huge thing to fool my dad like i'm like he i respected him and i still wanted to honor him um and that's the way how things happen like he came up to me and my dad asked me he came up to me and he asked me and i remember he put his arm around me and he's like why do you he's like so you like a boy and i was like yes and I was like, and he's like, why do you like him? And I started explaining all the reasons why I like Javiel. And honestly, I think the, the honesty between me and my dad, honestly, just opened doors. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, Javiel came before a first date to ask my dad. Um, and then, you know, things went on from there. And my dad loves Javiel. Um, and he respects him. And Javiel respects my dad. And But things started opening up because, I mean, Javiel opened doors to show kind of my dad how you treat a woman mm. um like for example our anniversaries or just random gifts of like JVL's very giving and he likes to show it um and that's just not something my dad does like he doesn't say I love you he refused to say I love you <laughs> and he was that was the funniest thing because he would hate the fact that at bridges we say I love you so much to one another he's like that's a lie you guys don't love each other why do you say that and so when <laughs> even on phone calls when I'd say dad bye I love you he would not say it back to me mm. um and so he would also get mad <laughs> because JBL would say I love you every time we said goodbye um and he was just like why do you do that? And then after a while, like it grew on him that, you know what, maybe it's not so bad to express that you love someone. Yeah. Um, and I think also like my mom would see the way that you'd be able to treat me and pretty much just spoil me. And my mom would be like, wow, that's beautiful. Like yeah. I never had that. My mom longed to have that. And mm. just, that just wasn't something we saw in our family, um, which is pretty sad, but I mean, my dad would be the person who would just not even acknowledge their anniversaries. And that's more than 25 years of being married together. Mm. Um, he just doesn't care because he was raised that way. And unfortunately, all of my grandparents hate each other and are separated. Um, but yeah, I think in a way, my, my relationship with JBL really demonstrated of how you treat a woman and 
how you can take care of her and how you express your love to them. So I can tell you now my dad will send me goodnight text saying that he loves me. <laughs> and so I'm like, to, to, to me, that's unbelievable because mm. that's just not something he would do and yeah. he would hate it and he would get angry when we would say, dad, I love you. Can you say it back to me? Um, but yeah, it's all God. And, and honestly, I remember when I started dating JVL, JVL told me to write a prayer list specifically for my dad. And honestly, it's been growing and I don't think it will ever end. Um, but I still have that list of areas in life in my life where I need to grow with my dad or areas in his life where he needs to grow. And I just continue to pray. Um, and I mean, now I hear him like put on the radio and put on worship songs and everything. And I hear him sing to it or he says things like bendiciones mija. And that's <laughs> a big deal to me. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it's a step. Um, that means blessings. Yeah, blessings. <laughs> blessings, daughter. <laughs> yeah, for our non-English, I mean, our non-Spanish speaking listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and th this is all like, it's a huge deal for me because, oh my God, mm. if you met the man 10 years ago, you would have never, ever, ever seen this. It was yeah. just scary. And um, his demeanor was just different. And um, I think I have one thing else to say. Um, with my dad, I think what I've learned is just to have more patience with him and show him that I can still honor him despite, I mean, we still have issues to this day, but I think I just want to show him that I can still honor him and I am still willing to listen to you even though we disagree um, and that I still love you despite our differences. Yeah. Um, and I think... It's just, it's just grace through it all. Um, we're in a much better place now and I love my dad and I would defend him for anything. So I'm just, just happy that we're at a place right now where it's healthy between us and he can, I mean, my, even my mom says it. I, I think the separation just, things got a little bit wobbly for a while with the separation between my mom and him four years ago, but it just, it really did make him reevaluate. Okay. Are there areas in, in me that I need to fix? And I, as obviously his biggest issue was drinking and that's still something hard for him to let go. Um, but in other areas of him expressing how he loves or just trying to acknowledge certain things in his life and how important they are. Um, he's really grown in that. Um, but of course, we're still praying for um, his drinking issue. And um, I know that God's been faithful throughout this whole journey with my dad. And, you know, things are still not perfect. And you know what I say, if, if I've been praying for almost 10 years for my dad. Mm. And if things don't change and he doesn't ever really come to Christ, I know it's not like, it's not going to break me. I, I always still, I will still say God is still faithful mm -hmm. through it all. So. Amen. That's so good. Thank you for sharing, Diana. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's just crazy to me because I feel like in the midst of getting to know you and even like hearing you share about everything that the Lord has done again, it just really encourages me. Um, I don't necessarily have the most perfect relationships with um, either of my parents. And I was actually sharing with Kevin the other day um, something really cool that God's doing in my relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's crazy because for three years of us living together in the same house, it would literally just be me like, hi mom, bye mom. And we never really interacted outside mm -hmm. of that. And now here we are about to launch our first like little mini small business mm -hmm. together where we're like baking together and we're actually talking and I can actually, I remember a a couple months ago, I was just standing in the kitchen. I was just crying. Like I was overwhelmed about something. And she was like, let it out, let it out. Tell me, like, I'm here to listen. And that's just something that I would have never thought I would have been doing with her, you know? And I just pray that whoever is listening, if they have a damaged relationship 
um, with their parents, you know, just be encouraged and know that this is not God's design. This was not God's will for our life initially to have these type of broken relationships with our parents. And his desire is for us to have redeemed relationships, renewed relationships, relationships that have been completely regenerated, completely made new. Um, and I feel like God has been doing that in Diana's relationship with her father in my relationship with my mom, I have other friends who I know are also struggling with their relationships with their parents. But again, God is a God that makes things new, you know, and um, sometimes it can be a process. And like Diana said, she's been praying for over 10 years, y'all, like that is crazy. Like it is evident that her prayers have been heard and answered and God is working through her prayers and through his will for her father's life. And we continue to contend and pray and declare that he will come to know the Lord, that he will come to declare him as Lord and master over his life. Um, yeah. And, and I, that's, I'm a huge fan of just writing your prayers down because, and I told this to my little sister um, who wasn't raised in church, but I try to expose her to, to certain things. Yeah. Um, and I gave her a prayer journal for uh, her graduation gift. And I said, Daisy, pray um, and write them down what you prayed for. Because when you look back years after, you'll realize that you probably forgot to say thank you mm. for what has been already done. That's so good. Hey, you preaching, Diana. That's good. That's, dang, that's a word. That, that's a word right there, y'all. <laughs> like, shit. I got a that question, though, Diana. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, Kevin, I know that's, <laughs> I know that's not the only amazing thing that God has done, you know, in your family's life. Um, I remember, uh, something recent happened with your mom as well. I think, uh, it was a, it was something that you had been praying for, was it seven years? Um, about your mom, uh, going back to church or, um, I don't know, correct me. Um, I mean, yeah, I've always been praying for my mom's, um, I, because even her personality changed when she stopped going to church. I, mean, I used to find my mom's a strong prayer warrior on fire for God woman. Um, and she was that stable person in my life as I was growing up. And when she stopped going to church, it completely changed her. And to see her let go and let shame creep in mm. her life and take control of her life, um, it changed her. And our relationship started becoming, um, it just conflicted. Um, and um, as I was growing in my relationship with God and she was going like just being farther from it, I mean, it was hard. And she she was against a, me going to Bridges as well in the beginning. Um, but I mean, I guess it's and our pastor's acts of service and everything that they've done to support me, I mean, really changed their mind um, about them and the church. Um, um, but I mean, we're still praying about that and that she would come back to Christ. Um, they, she just had this significant change happen in, in her life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, my older sister and her are living together and she's pretty much starting new. Um, I mean, and I think we're using this time just to grow together as daughters and a mother. Um, so we are starting to read the bait of Satan together because if there is one thing that actually really just, I'd say really hinders the relationship and the growth of it is, um, our offenses. Um, and my mom, uh, can really hold a grudge. Mm -hmm. So anything that I could say, or my older sister says, we're very outspoken, all three of us. So, um, we really stay offended and we keep that, um, with us. And I think, I mean, if there's one way to get closer to the word, I mean, we can start reading the Bible, but sometimes we don't know where to start. Um, so we just said, you know what? The bait of Satan has been recommended by several of my friends, recommended by the pastor, by Wally. Um, so I'm like, why not read this together um, as mother, as a daughter, and see how this could help our relationship now? Yes, and I look forward to hearing, you know, what God does through you all bonding and reading that book and God just, you know, sharing with each of you. Yeah. And, and because my mom has a background of faith um, and, and she does read the Bible, I've been very hesitant about um, 
opening up and letting her know certain things in my past because I know she's just not in a healthy place. So I, I mean, I think in the last year or so where we were really trying to restore our relationship, um, I have opened up to her because I know, and I only open up if I know God has told me to. Hmm. I and and so I've opened up about certain things that I've gone in the past that I would never share with her, but Wally knows or something like that, um, because I think she could handle it now that she's in the state. Um, and usually it's 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 been okay. It's been okay, and she's opening up and she's just willing to listen right now. So yeah, I mean. I'm, now we're just in a state of okay let's let's get back to the word and let's work on our offenses now yeah that is so dope yeah. and anyone that's had the pleasure of meeting diana's mom knows how much of an amazing i love her mom like i freaking love her like to the point where i just like joke around with her which is so cool <laughs> that i even have that relationship with her where i'm like don't lie to me uh, i was giving i brought some sweets over and they were like trying them out and then i was like tell me the truth money's new like are they bad and i'm just like man god is so good like i have prayed for these sort of friendships um and I'm just grateful to see <laughs> it all. My mom loves <laughs> Natalie and Sonam. <laughs> her mom is so freaking awesome. And her mom, bro, when she be when she uh, prays, I'm just like, come on now, you better. So I am contending and I can't wait for the day that she is reconciled in her relationship fully with the Lord. Um, and I just pray for complete surrender over her. And I believe it because, yeah, God's going to do amazing things through her. I can't wait. So... I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you, Diana, for coming over and sitting next to me and sharing what God has done. And there's so much more, y'all. This is barely scratching the surface. Um, just the beginning. The, literally just the beginning. Diana is, Diana, tell our listeners how old you are. 23. <laughs> 23 years old with a master's already has her job set up in place, praise the Lord, has an amazing boyfriend of seven years, which is crazy. In the regular world, dating for seven years is already crazy, but in Christian, in the Christian world, seven years is like extra crazy. <laughs> but the Lord has given them <laughs> But the Lord has given them grace. So I'm, you know, I'm dieting and waiting for this wedding. And uh, <laughs> I'm a roll up looking stashed. But seriously then I tell you all the time you have been a blessing and I'm grateful to call you my friend and I personally don't have any questions I am just gonna soak this all in Kev do you happen to have any questions I guess just one last question I, I do want to touch on uh, education you know where that passion for education and, and kids uh, came from and how it developed because um, like Natalie and I personally know you're, you're a t uh, teacher at Bridges and you do a wonderful job uh, teaching the kids and um, reaching them in, in a format that others can't quite go. Like I remember one time you, you brought a kid's book and you like read to us and I was really, it was really awesome. It's different. Oh, yeah. Um, so when, ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a teacher. When I started going to college, so to Nova, I had just the wrong mindset. I, I just, my heart was just not in the right place because I was still growing. And so I went in this mindset of, I'm going to become a teacher. I'm going to work at a really well-off school with the majority, like, white kids because I know they'll have money I'll know they have the resources and I know they can pay me well I'm just gonna go to the great districts and just work there um obviously God was like uh no um <laughs> <laughs> he said psych Swerve. he really said psych um because around my junior year um he started placing me in field placements where I, I have no control of I went to really well-off schools and I, I mean, I loved working with the kids, but it's just, I wasn't, I realized that my heart wasn't in, in these really well-off schools on these non-Title I schools, is what we call them. Um, Title I schools, by the way, are, are schools that are, are mainly low-income families, um, and they're usually in, in the bad environments. Um, 
and Prince William has actually a lot of Title I schools for elementary schools. And so I ended up going to non-Title I schools for my field placements. And I realized that I just, it was just, wasn't clicking. And it didn't realize to me until probably my senior year of undergrad, uh, the spring semester that I was put in a Title I school for Manassas Park County and it was a really it was like an immersion program classroom all the kids were considered english language learners meaning they were immigrant children um and the majority of them were from central american countries which is crazy because my family was is from central america um and i was an esau kid when growing up um and so for some reason and i know this is from god when I stepped into that classroom, I, um, I had explained over email to my mentor teacher who I was, um, that I couldn't believe that I would, they were sending me to a school of, of, with these type of kids and that I was so excited um, and that I knew I could relate with these kids. So when I came in, like their faces embraced me so much and it was more of a oh you look like me like as yeah. if I gave them some sort of hope and I can't tell you why but when I remember mm. her introducing me and these kids coming up to me and hug me I wanted to cry there and that I instantly knew like this is where I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. like these are the type of kids I want to help yeah. Um, and she's, I mean, and my mentor told me a lot about the backgrounds of these kids and the limitations that they encounter in their life and how most of them, unfortunately, they end up not going off to college because it's just not an option. And I'm like, I, I was in that place. Um, and for me to make it this far, it was just like, do the, power of God like I made it this far yeah. and he made a way for me and so I'm like I, I love that I can see the student but the student also sees me mm. um, and all the factors that influence me in my walk so, so yeah um, now I ended up my internship ended up being I was placed at and I remember praying about this I'm like God put me where you want me to be and he ended up placing me in Prince William County in a Title I school really deep in Manassas um, called Log Loman. And it is almost 73% English language learners. And there are, they are straight up from Guatemala, Honduras, or El Salvador. And when I see, when I tell a parent, they come up to me and they can't believe that I'm a teacher. So they're like, are you really a teacher and I'm like yes I am <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're like I'm like I'm actually in a, in this day where they might take me in next year and I start as an as an independent teacher mm -hmm. or, or or I go up to a different school district or something like that and so it's amazing to see I have so much support from parents that don't even know me but because of the <laughs> way I look they're like well I'm rooting for you I hope you stay um, awesome. um and it's just amazing to see that like a, a lot of my kids they can resonate with me and I can relate to them mm -hmm. and I know what their needs are and I can talk to these parents and say hey don't give up on your child don't give up on their education it's important now, I'm not saying higher education is the answer to everything but I'm like no it, it, staying consistent in their education at least for now in their primary years it's very important and it does open doors mm -hmm. um, you might not see them, but I'm like, there are programs like Europe that pay for, for you to go to college. So it's just like, there are opportunities and they don't have to stay in the same environment as you were. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is so good. I want to do a quick plug. If you don't know what Europe is, uh, leave us a comment or shoot us an email at ftkpodcast at gmail.com. Diana, Kevin, and I just happen to know the recruiter of the program. <laughs> It's a yeah. really, it's a really awesome program. If you're between the ages of 18 to, I believe, 23 or 24, um, yeah. like I said, leave us a comment or shoot us an email at ftkpodcast at gmail.com and we will connect you with the recruiter that we just so happen to know. 
And um, thank you, Diana, again, for sharing so much and with our listeners. And like I said, I really hope that it speaks to them. I um, just very quickly, like while you were talking, this came to my mind. So I was like, okay, let me just, you know, share it. And I had shared earlier Diana's bio on Instagram where she talks about how being a Christian does not equal perfection, you know, but in my opinion, a key characteristic, I don't know if it's the right word actually, but something that's very key in the Christian walk is surrender. Um, You have to be willing to surrender and let go of what your plans are and let go of what your wants are and surrender to God's plan, surrender to God's um, directions. And Diana has shared multiple times how she did just that. And um, I was laughing while I was pulling up this verse actually internally because Diana calls me Mordecai. And that's a, <laughs> that's a story for a different day. But um, in Esther 4.14, I'm going to read the whole verse to give you guys a little context. But it says, um, actually, I'll read it from Esther 4.13 to 14. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the, pla- in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Now you guys are probably wondering what the heck does any of that have to do with Diana just shared? The way this was working in my mind um, was that it's just crazy because if like God could have used anyone for what he's using Diana for. He could have used anyone to go to school, to get her master's at 23 years old, y'all. And hopefully Diana doesn't mind me sharing this, but she hasn't, she does have a caught like, you know, like, um, loans and stuff from school but it's not like a disgusting amount like some people with (laughs) who have their masters like sixty thousand a hundred thousand dollars and it's all been because of God's favor and grace and because of her determination to partner up with the Lord to get this purpose that God wants to do in her life done and because of that I believe that God has blessed her and favored her throughout all this time and I believe very strongly that Diana was made for such a time as this to speak to students who look just like her who will be able to connect with her in a way that somebody else would have not been able to do it and if Diana didn't say yes like Esther said yes God would have arose somebody else and he would have used that person right because God is going to use whoever he needs to use to get what he needs to get done to get done but God wanted her God chose her God favored her God blessed her and she said yes and she surrendered and she's here now at 23 years old surrendered her dream surrendered her goals of originally not going to a title one school going to a title one school she's going to be speaking to so many children who look like her who look like kevin who look like me who otherwise wouldn't have gotten somebody like her so i believe strongly that diana was meant for such a time as this and her yes and her surrender is going to bring deliverance and relief for so many children but yeah, Thank you, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm like burning <laughs> up, Lord Jesus. But uh, did you want to share anything, Diana? Um, no, but I do want to share my verse that I always go back to because this is my favorite verse, but I just pray and I've been praying through this process of, of growth and since the, the first year at Bridges is um, my heart was such at a place where it's just like not good. Mm. And all I cared about was myself. Mm. And so throughout this journey, I always reflect back to Ezekiel 36, 26. Um, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, and I will give you a new heart Mm. and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And so that's just what I've been praying for. And I've been praying for God to just reveal things in my life that need, I need to grow in and to just put that responsive heart, like, God, if you cry for this, I want to cry for it too. And, 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 and let me care about this just the way that you do. So if it breaks your heart, let it break mine. Yeah. And so that's just, just my journey. That's, and that's what I, I cry for and I pray for. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so awesome. Amen. Amen. I love that verse too. 
there's some good stuff in Ezekiel. There's some good stuff all over the Bible, yeah. but that was definitely a really good verse. And I have prayed to the Lord multiple times to soften my heart, to search my heart and to show me the things that I don't see, the things that even other people don't see. I get all the time. People are like, you're so bubbly. You're so nice. You're so sweet. You're so this. And I'm like, man, if you knew what was inside my heart, all the selfishness, all the greed, all of the sin, all of the disgustingness that God is slowly but surely getting out of there. But man, we could talk forever. But yeah. Again, Kev, any questions on your end? No, it's been a pleasure having you on the on the show, Diana. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Thank you for just building this platform. Seriously, it's I think you're impacting others and um I always believe that there's power in, in sharing testimonies. Amen. So yeah, just keep going. Keep just keep doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I agree 100%. But yeah, guys, um, I just wanted to encourage you just one last time. If you are in a place where you don't know God, seek. Genuinely seek and you will find him. And I know that to break that down outside of just Christianese, for those who may not understand what that means, it's honestly, guys, as simple as you sitting down in your own room and asking Jesus to reveal himself to you if he is real. Um, that's what happened to me. And here I am in my own room. I gave my life to the Lord in this very room, actually, September 26 of 2017. I was like, yo, if you're a real God, let's do this because <laughs> I can't keep doing this anymore. I'm tired of being suicidal. I'm tired of struggling with depression. I'm tired of filling myself up with all of this pornography. I'm tired of filling myself up with all these lustful actions that I was putting myself in. I am tired. I am tired. And um, he met me in my room. He met me in my room and he led me to my church and he led me to our leaders and he led me to these friends and he led me to this podcast and he's led me to these blogs and he's led me to school. He's led me to leave my job of five years. He's led me to do all these things that is just training ground for where he's going to take me next. Um, so again, outside of the Christianese, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to reveal himself to you and he will meet you in a tangible way. And again, if you happen to have any questions, Kevin's and I's email is always open at FTK podcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment um, down below whether on Spotify or any other platform that you're listening to and if you have a relationship with your parents that is broken and you feel like it's not going to ever be mended just listen to everything Diana has said listen to the bits and pieces I have shared of my relationship with my parents with my mother with my father and read the Bible read what Jesus can do read what Jesus has done listen to testimony stay encouraged believe keep praying don't stop um I hope you going on forever, but I will stop. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of FTK Podcast. Um, and that's the podcast for people from the kingdom, like Kevin, Diana, and myself, come together for the kingdom to further the kingdom of Jesus. We love you. God bless you. See you next time.